another episode of the Dino Talk Podcast. Nick, Logan, Jesse, back again. It's now, what is it? Is it week five? I think it's week five. It's It's been a great season. And we weren't, we didn't record last week. We had a few things going on, but we're back again. And we're excited to talk some football. You guys want to start with some trades? We haven't done trade talk in a while. You know, I've been crushing it lately, Nick. Been killing the trades. I did have one with you, of course. Uh, let's go ahead and start off with the one that I did today. That might be the one that I'm the most proud of already. Um, I traded away. So uh, the whole story is basically this guy who had my first. My my team's one and seven in this league. I'll be real honest. Not not going great. I traded away my first during the draft. Mistake that I shouldn't be making at this point in my dynasty career, but still doing it. Just like everybody, I know you've all fallen into that trap. Anyway, make it. I, I sent an offer. I'm like, hey man, you want to give me that that pick back? I'll I'll send you over to Sean Watson. You know, send me that back, and then I guess you know you're you're 25 second. You know, let's let's call call it good. Guy decides to just reject me. No words, no nothing. Which you guys are all in the dynasty com- community. You know that that's the exact same thing as giving somebody the middle finger and just saying. I got your pick. You're screwed. Ha ha. So I said, okay, buddy. Well, I still do have two other firsts because, you know, I was still smart enough to, you know, keep, you know, if, if there was a good deal on the table during the draft, I did take some other people's picks. And uh, one of those people happened to be another one in seven team. Went ahead, reached out to him. I was able to get AJ Brown and Joe Burrow today for two firsts, giving him, of course, his first back. And then uh, my 25 second, or actually my 24 second, sorry. And then a uh, um, Quentin Johnson. So go ahead and grade the trade. Um, is there such thing as A plus, 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 plus? Killed it. And before we talk any more further about the uh, rebuild stuff, it's actually going to be a topic today. We're going to talk about dynasty rebuilds and that that trade is going to be a topic we're going to discuss and things to do and not to do during rebuilds. But that's you killed it on the trade, Jesse. No other words to say. Thank you, Nick. And uh yeah, maybe I shouldn't have brought that one up. Forgot that, that was going to be a whole a whole talking point of the day. Um, do you want to start off talking uh, talking about that, or do you want to uh, go into some other trades that you've done? Um, l- let's talk the trade we did. Uh, let's have Logan grade it here. Oh, um, I like that. So th- this is a league where I'm competing. I I feel like I've done a lot to put myself in position to compete, and I'm I feel like I'm there. But so far, I'm three and five, kind of a little bit on the struggle bus. And Jesse's rebuilding. Jesse's last place in the league and really trying to secure the first pick. And different league from the other one, by the way. I yeah, have yeah. my own pick. I have my own pick. This is a, a this is a a concentrated rebuild, like a concentrated explosion. You know, like yep. an implosion. Like we did it on purpose. Okay. Oh yeah. Yeah. So he's he's locked and loaded, ready to rebuild. And he, I'll be real. I told him this. Like I think his team's pretty well set for a rebuild. Like he's got some good young pieces to build around. 
and he's got Kyler, the ultimate rebuild piece. And yeah, so Jesse had Christian Kirk, and this is the trade that I I really like for a rebuilding team. Is Jesse had Christian Kirk? He flipped him for Debo Samuel and what was it Jaleel McLaughlin? Solid trade. And instead of Jesse holding on to Debo through the rebuild, he's like, you know what? I'll flip him. And me, there was someone else in the league who made a big trade for AJ Brown to put themselves in position, in my opinion, to be better than me. And I needed to make a move. So I I got Debo Samuel and Jake Ferguson because I needed tight end help. And I traded away Kate Otten, my 2025 first, and Trey Burks. Logan, what do you think? Oh, sorry about that. I was getting distracted with that. Uh, Justin Fields recovering the snap. So, so it went. So, can you uh, re-outline the trade without like the extra lingo in it? Because uh, let's just have Nick talk right now, dude. Just go crazy, Nick. Let's let's get this live. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was insane. Okay, I'm I'm sorry for freaking out, but we're actually recording in the middle of the bears commanders game and DJ Moore just had a touchdown that he was sprinting to the end zone. And they, for some reason they blew it, blew it dead. I have no idea why, but yeah, I traded away my 2025 first Traylon Burks and Kate Otten. And in return, I got Debo Samuel and Jake Ferguson. Yeah, no, I definitely uh, think that's an interesting trade. I feel like, just looking at it face value, you're definitely ca- catching like the hot hands with Debo and Jake Ferguson since Jake Ferguson's like a top 10 tight end this year. Um, Debo, if he can stay his health, stay healthy, or if IU goes out again, like that just immediately opens you up for one of the, one of his like patented a hundred yard games with like a, so many all purpose yards. Um, I mean, I definitely like Kate Odden and Traylon Burks, but um honestly i feel like i'd have to look over kate odden stats this year i really liked him last year and i feel like he really hasn't been getting that many targets this year i guess he had a good game against the bears that's about it but everyone does that well not anymore maybe but um i definitely like your side of the trade right now but i feel like if kind of depends on what jesse can get out of that pick and if odden and burks can you know start fitting into their offenses a little bit better since Traylon burks is finally back from injuries this year i feel like i don't know i like getting debo and jake ferguson but i also feel like the speculation from like the odden burks and pick side it's, it's pretty good yeah That's... i mean the main thing is that uh i'm competing actually so there's one other guy something else that sparked this entire trade was that uh there's another guy competing with me for the 101 so like Nick is competing, I'm competing for the lowest spot. And uh, luckily, he had A.J. Brown. That was why he traded away A.J. Brown was because he saw A.J. Brown's big game was basically the difference between me and him in max PF. So he's about 30 points ahead of me. Or, yeah, like ahead of me. I'm I'm winning, though, because I'm 30 points below him. And uh, so, yeah, when uh, whenever I, I had Christian Kirk, I everyone knows I love Christian Kirk. I think he's going to be great for the next four years. But – in a league like that where you're literally trying to like acquire players who are hurt who, because with max PF, it it can screw you. It can screw you to have like a Kadarius Tony on your bench who like 
one game all of a sudden he goes for 30 points that could that could actually be like very detrimental so like having a guy like Debo ooh I did not want him on my team at all but when I saw that trade offer for Christian Kirk sometimes you have to do this you have to evaluate it and look at the players and say what's their trade value like Nick said I I knew as soon as I was going to grab Debo that uh, I was going to immediately try to flip him. Of course, I gave it two days just out of courtesy to the other guy, but uh, I threw him on the trade block, and then I did actually get action right away th- that that same morning. I got uh, another. I had another one that I was in talks with. I think I ended up over uh, overshooting, overshooting a little bit. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I don't know. The one thing I didn't like about Nick's trade with uh, was I really would have liked getting Debo, sending away Debo for a first. And Trey Burke straight up. I really tried hard for that. And then Nick just had to sprinkle in that little, oh, here, I'll give you Otten, and you give me Ferguson. And then you look at Ferguson, and, man, he's been getting more targets every single game for four weeks. It might have been the sneaky play that made Nick win that trade. I mean, I, I was well aware of what was going on as as he did it. But uh, I don't know. Sometimes that first, it's just, like, so appealing. And uh, Trey Burke, since he was just a first-round pick, I figure, yeah. Anyway, sorry, I'm talking too much. Uh, let's pop to the next topic. But one thing I was going to say, Jake Ferguson is a guy, Dak Prescott loves his mid-tier tight ends, and he just loves targeting the crap out of them. And Jake Ferguson fits right into that. And that's why I was like, I, I got to take a shot on him. And I I have Darren Waller at tight end, so I could, I could use a guy that's going to get 10 targets, even though he shouldn't, but the way it is with that let's talk dynasty rebuilds um we've been talking a lot about week two after week two we talked about week two after week three week three after week one talked about week one you know what it's getting a little old let's talk about dynasty rebuilds rebuilds are fun guys i i love being in a nice rebuild i love like turning the team around loading up on picks to me it's a ton of fun um, but today we're going to talk about strategies, like players to target, um, different ideas to to use when you're kind of having a reset year. But one of you guys want to start us off? Yeah, I mean, I kind of I, I started off there with uh, kind of I kind of brought it up earlier, you know, just uh, of course looking at players that are injured, you know, so that uh, you always want to be thinking of that max PF. Oh my goodness, if DJ Moore would have just caught that touchdown pass. Oh my gosh. Speaking uh I know not to jump back to trades, but I also did trade away Jordan Love for DJ Moore, a first and a second, uh sent away a second. Um that was right before the uh, last Thursday, before the Thursday game. As you all know, DJ Moore's been having two good weeks now, and I'm playing the guy who traded me DJ Moore. So boom boom on that. Uh anyway, back to the strategy. You always wanna you wanna look for injured guys. You wanna look for guys who aren't gonna be scoring much this year. As long as you have your own pick, if you don't have your pick, you wanna do everything in your power to make sure that that pick is not the one hundred one or the one hundred two or the one hundred three. I'm talking about anything, anything at all. That isn't the best advice, but uh, it'll make you sleep better at night. I know Nick doesn't approve of that, but that's just how I play it. I will, I will. If I trade you something. I'm not letting it be the 101. I will do everything in my power, even if it spites myself. Jesse, I want to ask a follow-up there. Um, You talk about even if you don't have your first. If you're put in that scenario where you're the worst team in the league 
and you don't have your first. You're clearly headed for a rebuild. To what lengths do you go to get your first back? That's what I'm saying. You can't. You you gotta you gotta say you gotta give them a nice generous offer. Like I like I'm saying. I mean, I think that what I did earlier today was very was very nice. Deshaun Watson for my pick back. That's like a mid mid round first and a second. I think that's totally fair. And I mean, that's the whole thing is like you gotta know whenever you have someone else's pick that they can do that. Like they they still like you don't have them all the way screwed you know like you don't really have them like that like you you do but you gotta really hope that they're the nick kind of person that's gonna say okay like it's okay it's okay i'm still gonna tank for my second so that my second's the the 201 you know i'm i'm not playing that game i can tell you that much right now i'll take the take the 206 (laughs) well the the reason why i ask is i i'm in a league where a guy who's clearly headed for the 101 or at least he thought he was and he he didn't have his first he actually won it the previous year and he wanted his first so he he actually traded trevor lawrence for or he traded away yeah trevor lawrence for his first back and like one other pick where he probably like in my opinion i thought he might have took the l but at, at the very least he traded away his main building block on his team in order to get his pick back which I mean, maybe he's big in Caleb Williams, but I, I don't know. I'm I'm one who, even if you don't have your first, and you're clearly headed for rebuild, you're not winning. Like I, I still, I've been in, I've been in that situation. I, I had one league where I completely screwed up the draft. I traded my first, and I, Calvin Ridley got suspended. I was in, I was cruising for the 101, and there was nothing stopping me, and. I could have tried to do scratch and claw to win, but my team was bad. So I, I ended up still selling. I, I tried to get younger. I I got a bunch of picks and young guys. They weren't the one-on-one, but I still just had to do it. I just, I just had to take the L. And I think in some cir- circumstances you have to do that. Which So, so you gave up the one-on-one like someone else got the one-on-one? And yeah. were they like a good team already? Um, they were, I don't think they're going to win it this year, but they, they, they do have a pretty good setup now. How's that feel? How's that feel when you look at that? Oh, it, <laughs> it, it sucks, but you can't make one L and make it into three more because if I would have just sold out and traded my second, my third, and just trying to make myself competing, I would have ended up with a one Oh two, one Oh three and a terrible future. And now I feel a little bit better about my team, but not where, where are you at now with that team. I kind of want to hear the team because I want to be the judge on if that if if that's been the right move or not. Because I mean, okay, so think about it. If you even start to win a game or two, you also have more leverage on that person. Like, hey, do you want this to be the one hundred and one or do you want this to be the one hundred and three? Like, hey, you can help me out. Give me the pick back. I'll like you know I'll pay you. I'll pay you fair for it, but like. I'm gonna. Like, I don't know. That's just how I. But I, I get where you're coming from. So yeah, I want to hear the team. I want to hear the team. Do you have it up? Uh, I I do have the team. I I know it on my head. But I I am the front runner as of right now to have the 101 in the 2024 draft. And <laughs> but I have other picks, and I have a decently strong core to push in the future. I'm not winning it in 2024. 
2025, I'll be pushing it. 2026, wheels up, baby. But I have a feeling from year 2026, Logan, we're going to ask about that league. Yeah. Oh, man, dude, 2028, it's coming. (laughs) Next decade. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, my draft is bad, guys. My my draft is bad. I I passed on quarterback early. And I, I made a terrible decision to draft four quarterbacks straight in the draft. And none I I don't I only think one of those quarterbacks had their job, and it's Baker Mayfield right now. It was it was a disastrous draft, and I I took the L, but I am it's gonna be a long haul rebuild, but I'm I'm sticking in the league and I'm it's kind of the league that I'm always looking at because I'm it's one, it's a pretty active league, and two, like I'm just trying to scratch and claw and make this team relevant. And yeah, I drafted Matt Ryan, James Winston, Davis Mills, Baker Mayfield, four rounds in a row, right in the heart of the draft. And it's um kind of eating it now, but yeah, it's it's gonna be fun. Caleb Williams. Getting excited for it. But Jesse and I are doing a lot of talking here, Logan. You wanna come forward with one of yours here? Yeah, I feel like um you know, uh, being being in a rebuild in one of my leagues right now, I feel like I'm still kind of trying to learn the ins and outs of it. I feel like that's the problem whenever you just like. Damn. <laughs> what a drop. Um, I just feel like that's the thing is I feel like, you know, we've only been doing dynasty for a few years now. I feel like I'm still trying to learn the ins and outs of rebuilding. And I feel like the one thing that I always try to like rem- remind myself is to like, I don't know, evaluate your trades accordingly and try not to keep over trading. Cause I feel like you get to a certain point where you look back and you're like, if I didn't pull the trigger on like three of these trades and still held those like core players, I would probably only need one or two more first round picks to get to the destination. And honestly, I feel like whenever I look at the one that we're all in. I feel like I definitely pulled the trigger on a little bit too many trades. Cause I feel like looking back and having like T Higgins and stuff, granted, he's not having the year he is. I mean, I guess I did get a decent value for him. Um, which I don't know, maybe I'm still just at the point where I'm, you know, looking at some of the losses I might've had, but I still have a ton of draft capital looking forward. So maybe like this is just going to be a lengthier rebuilding phase than I uh, thought it would be. And I feel like that's probably just uh Good thing to realize. I don't know. I'm in a, the same boat as you, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I like how you said the over-trading. Because, like, what Jesse was trying to say is that if you trade away your first and you're head for the one-on-one, the, I think the worst thing you can do is just start going all in to win. Because that that's when you just – Jesse, you know the league I'm talking about. Hot Wheelers, that dude whose team I took over – is like I've yet to have to pay and it's like three years in and I've still yet to have to pay. And it's because the guy who had the team got rid of his first and he just had a bad team and he just started trading and trading and trading to when I took over, I had Sam Darnold as QB one and the best player on my roster was like Brandon cooks. It's just because the dude just kept trying to, to find a way to win. And it's just like, he just traded his team away to where he was at nothing. And that's and that's what I think in a rebuild you can't do. Like you gotta like if you if you make an L, you can't make that one L and make it three. 
Like you got to just bro, that dude made such bad trades though. Like I feel <laughs> like that's not a fair comparison to anything that anyone should do ever, dude. Like, I mean, he was making the wildest trades I've ever like. I've really, I feel like I've really ever seen. Like I wish we had some examples here. Um, I remember some like off the off the cuff. I kind of remember like him trading like Justin Jefferson for like Russell Wilson and the piece or something like that, and like. I mean, they were just like they were all just every trade was horrible. So, I I hear you, and like of course, like you know, if you're thinking like, oh, what's best for my team, like, yeah, you can maybe do that. But like I said, you still have to play it from a human aspect. Like it's still other humans. Like there's still leverage involved. Like they're still negotiating. If you can get in contact with the person who has your pick, I. I don't know. I think it's worth it to at least still try your best to stay in a position where you can still like raise it up and or not. Oh, Curtis Samuel. I thought that was Dotson. Oh man. I was going to lose it anyway. Yeah. Yeah. That league wasn't extreme, but I don't know. I'm just one who like the only reason, like if you're cruising badly like that, it's just, if it's a pride thing, just to not be the one-on-one for the other person, like, but at the end of the day, it's just like, you got to look out for the best interest of yourself. And if you can get your pick, do it. If not, just take the L and move on. Don't, don't overtrade. My, my position was kind of unique because I did have two other people's first. So I was able to like kind of maneuver. Um, I definitely agree with you there. Like, uh, like I was saying, like if you have Justin Jefferson or something, you shouldn't like, go trading him away just because, you know, you're going to rebuild. I, I, I agree there completely. Yep. Uh, Logan, you have anything else on that or should I go move on to the next one? Yeah. Yeah. You can go ahead and move on to the next one. I just feel like with this Curtis Samuel uh, touchdown, it sparked a, another topic. I'll have to talk about it, uh, you know, on my next turn. So go ahead. Oh, absolutely. So the thing I, the one, the one topic I want to talk about is, during rebuilds, it's best to target those players that in the short term, they're not in the best situation. But in the long term, you got to look out as to, like, if it's a quarterback issue, you got to look a year down the line. And maybe if it's a long rebuild, you got to look two years down the line. It's just like, what if that person gets a great quarterback? So right now, I think the guys to target, I think. For Jesse's sake in that one trade, I think Traylon Burks is in a position to be a pretty good rebuilding target. Because in the short term, he's battling a knee injury right now that I I personally think he's going to be in and out of the lineup throughout this whole year. And they have Tannehill, who I, I think Tannehill's a pretty good quarterback, but I think the Titans are eventually going to turn over to whether it be Malik Willis or Will Levis. And I think those guys are going to get their shots. And Will Levis is a guy in college who really liked to target one guy. Like Wandale Robinson with Will Levis. He had, I think, 110 catches his last year in college with Will Levis. And DeAndre Hopkins is a very good player, but like, I don't know if DeAndre Hopkins is going to be on the Titans for that much longer. So Traylon Burks, I think, is their guy for the future. And he's a guy that has a ton of talent. I've always loved the talent with him. And it's just quarterback wise and just the way that their offense works. Like he's just not getting a ton of volume in the short term. So he's a guy that's not going to get you a ton of points to ruin your draft slot. And he's a good target. And the other one, or there's two guys, Drake London, Kyle Pitts, like 
seems pretty obvious. Those those guys in the short term, they're they're not going to get the volume. And also, if they do get the volume, I don't know if Desmond Ritter is going to hit them. Like those guys are cruising for three touchdowns or three catches. Maybe they get a touchdown. Maybe they get three catches for fifteen yards. And terrible if you're trying to win. Great if you're trying to rebuild and looking for their next quarterback. Because the best case, their best person to look at is Nico Collins. Nico Collins, for the last two, three years in the league, has not put up great numbers. He's had very bad quarterback play. And he's been hurt. And they haven't been trying to win, so he's probably not been rushing to get back in the lineup. But get Nico Collins, C.J. Stroud. And that guy is, right now, he's a top 10 wide receiver. And I think Nico Collins is the guy who, if I'm going to rebuild and I have Nico Collins, I'm holding him. I think Nico Collins has a great, great future. And I think he is a success story for guys like Trey Burks, for guys like Drake London and Kyle Pitts. And I mean, there's other situations, like there's other players too. I mean, maybe you could say Dobson and Florin, but yeah, target those guys that are not great right now, but they have great futures. I, I think I actually disagree with you there. On Nico, if I have Nico and I'm in a rebuild, I'm selling him right now, dude. Like I'm selling him as a top ten, top ten wide receiver. Like, he, I mean, his value probably isn't gonna. Go, I mean, it's it's up there, man. Like it, it's up there right now. And uh, like you said, he's young. Like I mean, he's a great player. But if you're in rebuild, those points are hurting you. You aren't. You're. It's hurting your draft pick. It's making your draft pick higher. Um. So I mean, if and I don't see why Nico wouldn't have a great season this year. I could see him having a, a top ten season. Uh. Like, you know, I mean, I know that you were wrong about it you know, in the off season saying that he might have a top 24 season. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know. I just, I think if he has a top 10 season, that hurts, that hurts you bad. If you're, uh, if you're a rebuild. So I personally would sell him. I'd try to get a first and a second, maybe, maybe even two first. I mean, I gen, I think he's definitely worth a first right now. I think you could get a first for him. And, um, yeah, if you bought him in the off season, when Nick was telling you, boy, you got him for pennies and you're selling him for dollars. So I think it'd be a great sell. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I feel like, um, I feel like in the current team that I'm like rebuilding right now, I feel like that's kind of what I'm trying to do. I'm just trying to find players that don't, they, they just have like mid tier value. I just hold them on the roster because I know that they're not necessarily going to be, you know, high point scores, but they might potentially be able to move like moving forward into the next season, be put into an actual scenario and I feel like that's kind of something I was thinking about talking about later is just being able to identify those like mid-tier players that aren't getting values that could be on the waivers. You could be getting later in drafts just so that you can either flip them or just combine them on your core roster. So I feel like Nico Collins is uh, definitely that dude this year so far. And Logan, you could you said one in the chat. Like you can go ahead and talk about that as well. Like that's a that's another great success story as well. Well, uh, yeah, I don't know if you're talking about Curtis Samuel or A.J. Brown. I'm A.J. Just... Brown. <laughs> yeah, A.J. Brown was like the, you know, the picture-perfect person who he definitely showed he had flashes of just straight talent on the Titans, and you're like, what the hell? Why are they not giving him the ball more? He had some injury issues, and then immediately gets plugged in on the Eagles and just gets 30 points, like, multiple times a season. Makes no sense. But, I mean, it makes perfect sense. Everyone knew he was that guy, like, getting drafted. People were talking about DK, but AJ is just, like, an overall insane athlete. And he's been able to show it the, like, last two seasons. 
Oh, definitely. And and AJ was one who was good with the Titans. Like I think he had like top twenty four seasons, but with the Titans, it was going to be really difficult to get a top twelve season just with the way the rate in which they were passing. But like Jesse, to counter you on the Nico College, I I feel like it's big to kind of take a gauge of your league. In the league that we're discussing with Jesse uh, making the trade away from Debo, like that's a pretty intense race for the one on one in which like those guys are kind of having to gut their team a little bit. But in general, you got to kind of feel out your league. Like there are some leagues where the one on one team, the team that gets the one on one is going to be actually a pretty good team. So you got to kind of gauge your league and also gauge your team. So like if Nico Collins is your best player on your team and you're going for the one on one, keep him. Like, I, I think he's great for the rebuild. Whereas if you got a stud lineup in which you got a ton of good young players and, uh, like, Nico's one of them, like, yeah, like, then you can kind of dish out in order to make make sure you get the one-on-one. But I, I, think, I think it's important to note that it it's all dependent on your league and your situation. But it's such a league of buy, buy, high, or buy low and sell highs. And you bought Nico so low, and you can sell him right now for so high. Logan, I know you were in the stock trades. This has got to be like, this has got to be like if somebody bought Selena whenever it was at like twenty. I'm now I'm t- going to crypto at like twenty dollars, and then it goes all the way up to two hundred, and then didn't sell and just watched it all the- go all the way back down to twenty. I think that that's what you do with Nico if you were to hold on to him for a few years, because. Like you said, he wasn't productive the first two years. Are are we sure that he's going to keep it up next year and the year after? I mean, I don't know. Maybe you're confident, but I know I'm not. Yeah, I, I think it's all about, like, what you think of the player. Like, I'll speak from my perspective. I On my teams that I'm competing, I am actively trying to buy Nico College. Like, I am buying that guy high. Like, I am – every league – I don't have Nico. I have him quite a few leagues just because I've always believed in the talent. And I thought that like with the right situation, he could perform and I'm still buying him. I I think the price is still like, he's not being valued as if he's a top 12, 15 dynasty wide receiver. And I might be a little ambitious here, but I, I can see the potential there. I, I think he's with a quarterback who's been very good so far. And Nico's getting those targets, and he boy is he making use of them. I'm I'm buying him. I I think the price is still low for his future. That's fair. That's fair. If you think those value still low, but I mean, what can you get for him? Do you know? Um. Well, I'll give you a couple like, examples. Have you bought him? Have you bought him for anything? What have you bought him for? I I have not actually bought him. I. I offered Debo Samuel straight up for Nico in a league, and I was shot down. I have. So I, we valued Debo at a first and a half, right? So that puts his value at at least a first and a half. Yeah. And yep, I'm selling. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, sell him. I'll buy him. I'll buy him from you. But I don't know if you have him in either league for him. But no, I don't know. <laughs> but I. Before the season, I'm kind of kicking myself in one league. I was actively trying to buy him in a league in which I'm compete or I'm rebuilding. And I offered him, I thought it was a pretty good trade. And he countered with my second for Nico straight up. And I declined it uh before the season. And I'm I'm kicking myself. But 
you know what? You win some and you lose some. Do you, do you see what I'm saying though about like buying low and selling high? I mean, if you were to buy him for that and then sell him for what he's worth now, your team would be so much better. Yeah. And like all for the future, you know? Okay. Anyway, sorry. I know we're really, I'm really diving in. I'm really digging in here. Sorry. Jesse's saying sell Nico right now. I'm saying keep buying, keep gobbling him up. But you Nico haven't bought him. <laughs> and it's because I have him in too many leagues. That's, that's my issue here. No, that's fair. That's fair. But we'll be back after a quick break. Back again after a short break. I think Logan's going to start us off here. Yeah, so I pretty much just only had one thing I was looking forward to talking about, and that was kind of just looking at certain players that I feel like right now, you know, they don't have the highest value, um, but they're looking very promising. Initially, I was thinking about talking about Sam Laporta, but I think we missed that train. It has already left the station. I think that his value is going to be way too high right now. I think he's like the number two tight end. So, uh, yeah. So, I mean, I feel like he's going to be a really good tight end for a while. And with his age, like maybe he's the next TJ Hawkinson, because I think Hawkinson's the number one tight end right now, too. Unless you need to sell him too, I'm not sure. <laughs> so. well, well, my only thing with that is, what what do you think you could sell sell Sam Laporta for? Like, I, I don't know. I have no. If I was looking to sell him, I don't know what I would sell him for. I don't know what I'd take. I'd be nervous. Kyle Pitts plus. So I'd be good. Yeah, that's a good point. I'm not too sure I what Kyle not Pitts is worth either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah. So the only player that I think I'm going to key in on right now, I actually sent a trade over at the start of this podcast uh, didn't get accepted yet though, because I'll probably have to add in like a third round or some, but I, th- I think right now I'm kind of looking at Tajay Spears. I feel like watching Derrick Henry. Yeah. He's still Derrick Henry. He had that off week against Cleveland where he didn't really get as many touches, which I think is good that they limit, limit him whenever they're losing. But I just feel like the writing's kind of on the wall. He's 29 years old. He's still, Nice. No good. Um, and I feel like, yeah, the writing's starting to get on the wall um, on the wall where he's 29 years old. I mean, he's still having decent amount of uh, productive touches, but I just feel like Tajay Spears, whenever he gets the ball, especially like I think it was against the Chargers, just whenever he touches the ball, he just gets yards. I don't really know how he does it sometimes. Like there was one play I – can't remember if it was last week where he like fumbled the snap immediately or the handoff recovered the ball. And then it looked like he was just naturally running a reverse to get yards. It kind of blew my mind, but I feel like, I mean, sadly, I just wanted to send out a feeler trade to the guy that had him. So I sent him a second round, which I knew he drafted him mid second round. So I was, you know, just sent him a second round to see what he was going to do. Nothing so far probably add a third round onto that because I'm not like the biggest fan of holding on to like third rounds at all. As long as I have a first round, I feel like, you know, I could have a pretty promising running back because I mean, the Titans like to run the ball. He looks good running the ball. And I just feel like right now he's a good target. I I actually agree with you a lot. I like Tajay. I think that he falls right into that category. I was talking about, he might not be injured right now, but he's not, he's probably not scoring a ton of points right now because like you said, Derek Henry, I mean, in the next two two years, like he could he could be the guy. So 
a great, great trade target if you're uh, in rebuild mode. Yeah, and I think the only thing that would hinder him is if the same thing that happened to Tyler Algier happened to him where they somehow get like a first round, like they spend draft capital on getting, you know, their next guy. So the, I think that would be the only thing that would get in his way. But I feel like if you're tossing like a second and a third, I feel like whatever, you know, maybe it'll be good. Yeah, I, I feel like the biggest thing for Spears is everyone keeps wanting to say that Derrick Henry is becoming washed, but he's still good. Like, that dude's still really good. And I think that's the biggest hindrance to Tajay Spears. But based on what happened in the offseason, it sounds like the Titans were trying to unload Henry. And I don't know if that was they were ready to get off his contract or if they were wanting to start a rebuild. I don't really know, but... I think that's with Spears. It's just I I personally don't think they're going to draft anyone too high to replace him. Like I think if Spears is the guy, I think he's the guy. And I th- I think those running backs are the guys to target. Is the guys that kind of flash a little bit and just need need to have that role. And another guy like that I kind of like going forward is Kendra Miller. That although this year um, they got Alvin Kamara and Jamal Williams, I think like maybe even as soon as next year, I think he's a guy that could really flash. I mean, he was the guy that was drafted in the first couple rounds. And I think in rebuilds, those guys are good guys to target because like, was it Rashad White and uh, Khalil Herbert, like guys like that, like they, although initially they might not be great players, but in the future, like if teams can be cheap at running back on rookie contracts, like they're going to do it. And I think like Spears, Miller, are good guys to tar- to target for rebuild just because they're not they're not going to be super from the start and if it worse like worse comes like the absolute worst case scenario is Derrick Henry like has an injury and you trade for Tajay Spears and he's all of a sudden going to be a guy that you're going to be one to start every week and either you can keep him through the rebuild or you can trade like second and the third for Spears and next thing you know you could trade that guy for a first like to where it's just you just profited and DJ Moore. Did did he get one here? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to yeah, talk anymore. But... Uh, adding on to that point, though, I think. Oh my gosh. Does he? Oh my god! <laughs> How many fantasy points does he have? Jesse's like ecstatic for the trade. Let's go! He goes all the way. Damn. I wish I would have bought DJ more and more leagues. I only have him in like two. Um, Nick, but... I think I might pull it off. I might pull off that crazy upset in that league, dude. Oh my gosh. I need Jordan Love to tank. I need him to have a horrible week this week. You know what's thing that's pretty funny is uh, you guys know my wife, Maddie. Uh, she, was, she was talking about earlier. She was saying, like, just watching the initial part of the game, she's like, I feel so – she said, I feel so bad for DJ Moore. <laughs> like, he's he's a really good player, but he's just always stuck on the worst situations and just never gets a chance to really produce because he's having to deal with, like, bad quarterback play, just bad teams all around. And I think he's he's finally starting to come into his own. And I'm 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 happy for the Bears. Yeah, let's hope that they can pull this one off. But adding on to that point, though, I just kind of thought about this. I feel like I've been like subconsciously doing this. I feel like something really important that I've started to realize in Dynasty is just using your taxi squad. And I feel like just throwing in 
random running backs to get drafted and just stowing them in your taxi squad can be like pretty important. And I've started to do that in a lot of my leagues, I think. Yeah, um, to, to add on to that, uh, something that we I didn't really talk about as we were going over rebuild strategy, but definitely the number one thing to do is trade away your running backs. Um, sorry, my dogs are going crazy. I'll let somebody else talk for a second. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you, Jesse. Um, on rebuild, you don't want to be stuck with the older running backs. And I, I don't want to keep talking about that bad <laughs> bad dynasty team that I traded away my first in, but I I held Javante Williams through that rebuild. And if we know what happened, he had the bad injury last year. And like that's that's kind of the worst case scenario. You're in a rebuild and you have a running back that gets hurt. And like their careers don't last super long. And they just don't produce and or they get hurt. Like that's the worst case scenario for a rebuild. And in general, yeah, especially the older running backs, like you don't want to be holding those guys through a rebuild. Yeah, I mean, they also score a ton of points. So like CMC, don't want him on a rebuild. I mean, if you have him on your team and your team's bad enough that you have to rebuild, you really need to get rid of CMC. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, like Austin Eckler, those kind of guys, you don't want to be holding the bag on them. So if you're in rebuild, you know, you got to get rid of those running backs. And so those younger running backs that are backups, like we were talking about. And, uh, yeah, so the the targets are always going to be quarterbacks, young wide receivers, I would say. And then, of course, the backup running backs. All right, I'll go, I'll go into my next one here. The next topic is picks in a rebuild. I think picks, like everyone in a rebuild wants to gobble up all the picks. Like they want to have all the firsts, all the seconds, just have all the picks. And I think picks, just like players, like you got to use them properly. Like what Jesse was talking about earlier. I think you got to buy like buy low, sell high on picks. And if you're a team that starts out one and four and you still think, or one and three, and you still think you can compete, I think that is the time to sell your first. Like that's the time to sell your second. Like when people still think there's a chance that pick is low, like you got to make sure to capitalize on that. Because when you have a late second, or even a late first, like it's it's really tough to buy players that, especially good players, with that being the case. So you you got to like that's one thing I have to say about a rebuild. You got to be able to use your picks properly. And even if you think a pick's going to be really low, where you're going to have the one hundred and one, like a shoe in, like you never know. You got to look at that team and analyze it. And it's just like, what could this team do to screw me over here? And whether it be like like what Jesse did is just go all in and trade for a top QBA and a top wide receiver. Next thing you know, like that 101 is now the 105 and loses a ton of value. Like it's, I think it's really important to capitalize on value, not only with players, but also with picks. Yeah. Logan, did I tell you that uh, 
that same guy that wouldn't trade me this morning ended up coming back to me after I made that trade and was like, oh, yeah, you can have your pick back now. Yeah, screw that. <laughs> That's funny. I, I, I made a counter for four for his four firsts and his second for the same players that I just got for Damn. two firsts and a second. <laughs> <laughs> I need to make some trades. I uh, especially in the the league that just me and Nick are in. I um kind of having a rough start to the season with a few unlucky losses, and I feel like right now my first is kind of what. Nick was talking about where people are probably going to think it's a little bit lower and I can, uh, you know, get some good value on it for another player. Who knows? Well, we could be trade partners. Just want to shout it out real quick. Since we're doing it during the game, 50 points from DJ Moore. <laughs> Holy smokes. I am now 50, 50 with my team. That was one and three, the number 11 team playing the number one team in the league. That's four and oh. 50-50 shot now, baby. <laughs> Let's go. I would like to take back everything I've said. The Bears are going to the playoffs again. Ryan Poles, best GM in sports. Matt Eberflus, coach of the year. Justin Fields is a future. Wheels up in Chicago. Take back everything I said. <laughs> I love it. I agree you know, completely. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. on board. Glad one of us uh, called the DJ more, you know, hype. I think I think Jesse had him on his biggest bus. <laughs> <laughs> He's already has 500 yards this season in five games, which is crazy. I don't. I think. Wait, wait, wait. Did you say I said that I had DJ yes. Moore as one of the biggest bus? Yes. Did I? Damn. <laughs> hey, you know who else I had? Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow and Oof. Hey. How about them and Kelsey? Oof. Okay. Anyway. Yeah. To be you fair, win, like you, you win some, you lose some. Yeah. To be fair, DJ Moore's season has been a roller coaster so far. Like I've at first I was thinking Jesse, you were spot on with that, but now I'm like, I don't know if you are. I, I think the journey on one game can turn it all around, isn't it? Yeah. Well, kind of two now. Yeah. Yep. I think the jury just might still be out. It's let's not call anything in week what's it, week five? Five, yep. Dude, this is imaginary football. It it what are we gonna do if not celebrate the wins, you know? It's called, bro. They're like you said. They're going to the Super Bowl. Justin Fields, Hall of Famer. It's all the last four weeks don't matter. Yeah, I I agree. I agree. I'm I'm booking my Super Bowl tickets. I I'm excited. I don't want to. I want to sit in the lower bowl. I love it. <laughs> well, you guys, you guys have anything else for today? No, I don't think so. See you guys next week. Yeah. It's it's been fun. Well, until next until next time. Then we'll talk.